1: This is Mark Levin, and this is a very, very sad day. That was the first two minutes and 53 seconds in real time what those poor people experienced. I've watched this video (coughs) several times, and the number of young people, particularly young women, who are at this concert, over 22,000 people, It just enormously, it just really causes you to lose faith. I know it's one barbarian, one devil. But when you see the video, and you hear a guy say, this girl was shot in the head, and 58 and counting, over 500 casualties. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then I listened to the uh, the police scanner, Las Vegas PD radio scanner, for about 25 or 30 minutes. And you hear these brave police officers, men and women, just so brave, getting into their vehicles, tearing tearing rubber, hitting the gas to get to the scene, to try and figure out what to do. They couldn't spot the guy for a while. You can hear, where is he? Where is he? They weren't sure if it was the Mandalay or another hotel next to it. First they thought he was on the 60th floor, then maybe near the casino. And then they said, no, no, he's a third up the building. And they're saying, rush, rush, we need ambulances, we need ambulances. And then you hear one cop say, we got to find this guy and get this guy. Because obviously there aren't enough ambulances. Then when you see the video of Americans helping Americans with wheelbarrows, with anything, makeshift gurneys, trying to get the injured and sadly in some cases the deceased, the SUVs, hailing down SUVs, trucks, cars, anything they can in the middle of the shooting. Then I got to thinking, just yesterday, and the day before and the day before that and all week long the kneeling the kneeling against the national anthem the kneeling against the flag Kaepernick starts the kneeling by trashing police officers viciously attacking police officers and it was police officers who ran to the scene I'm no expert, but that sounded like a high-caliber automatic weapon. No question it was automatic. You can't buy that, you know, with just a simple background check at a gun show. You can't buy that at a simple background check at a gun shop. It's not so easy to get an automatic weapon as opposed to semi-automatic. But that was automatic. And I don't know if this... this animal bought it or changed it. We don't have any way of knowing. But here's the Las Vegas Police Department SWAT team as they're closing in on the 32nd floor of the, Ma- the Mandalay Bay hotel room. Room 135 I guess it was or whatever it is. Cut three Mr. Producer. Go. Go. Yes, next door. I need everybody in that hallway to be aware
2: of it and get back. We need to pop this and see if we get any type of response from this guy to see if he's in here or if he's actually
3: moved out somewhere else. Copy, all units on the 30-second floor. Squad has explosive breach. Everyone in the hallway needs to move back. All units, move back. Breach, breach,
2: breach. One suspect down in 135, 432, Mandalay Bay. I have the floor.
1: Okay. He killed himself. So he killed himself. Now 59 dead, 527 injured, the latest report, and there'll be more. Then you knew as soon as you heard this, before you'd even know the, the extent of the horror, that the politicians would weigh in, that the commentators on TV would weigh in, that Hollywood would weigh in, because they have ice water in their veins ice water in their veins the rest of us are thinking of all these precious people gunned down in cold blood gunned down in cold blood and they think politics and they think passing laws and they think whatever they think and once again law enforcement to the rescue once again the American people to the rescue taking care of one another. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. And yet, yet this is the sort of thing that unites good people, the American people, not the politicians, not the Hollywood elite, not the rest of them, but us. It unites us. And... Unfortunately, there will not be justice in this case. There will not be justice in this case. Because the mass murderer killed himself. And we think of all the families out there who had their kids or their husband or their wife. But these were young people. Not all, but a lot of them enjoying a concert behaving themselves they went to the concert and were executed were assassinated were murdered by some piece of trash on the 32nd floor who broke out two windows on the hotel had these perches that he, these perches he apparently constructed so he'd be able to pick off people Very, very easily with an automatic weapon. You know, people want to pass laws. Politicians, that's all they do. They pass laws and they talk. They never shut the hell up. And they talk and they want to pass laws and pass more laws and do more talking and point fingers and do all these sorts of things. Which for the rest of us is disgusting. It's unconscionable. It's disgusting. I'll be right back. Mark the, uh In Las Vegas, they have a Las veg- Vegas vic- victims fund they just set up. They're trying to raise money to help these uh, folks these victims and families of this shooting they'd like to raise 2 million dollars they raised 1.286 million i want levinites everywhere to really help here let's push them over the 2 million dollar mark i'm putting it up on my facebook site and my twitter site mark levin show facebook mark levin show twitter They're at almost 1.3 million. Let's go ahead and get them the $700,000. Let's get them to the $2 million they need. This is one important way that we can help, uh, those who are victims and those who, the families that are suffering as a result of this. People want to know what they can do all over the country. We can do this. Let's get them to that mark. If that's what they need, that's what they ought to get. We don't have to rely on the government for everything. Now, before I go on with this, I want to celebrate the heroes in Las Vegas. I want to celebrate the heroes in Nevada. And I want to celebrate this country, despite these miscreants and what they do to this country. And I turn to my favorite all the time to do it. Go ahead, Mr. Producer.
4: Ooh, while the storm
1: clouds gather Far across the sea, let us swear allegiance to a land that's free. free. Let us all be
5: grateful for for a a land so fair.
1: In a solemn
5: prayer God bless America Land that I
1: love Stand beside her and guide her Through the night with the light from above from the mountains to
4: the prairies, to the oceans
6: white with foam, God
0: bless America, My
1: for those who wonder, not you, but others, in the sports world and elsewhere, why we care about our national anthem, why we care about our flag, it's because we are a good people. We're a tolerant people. We're an emotional people. We are loving people. We're strong people. We're courageous people. And if I may say so, we are a righteous people. No mass murderer can stop us. No collection of mass murders running other countries can stop us. We are a different people, a special people. People who love our liberty. Love our individualism. Love our Constitution and our Declaration. And yes, love each other. There are forces in this country that seek to divide us all the time. To turn us against each other. Whether it's based on income or sex or age or religion or whatever it is. But you know what folks? In the end they fail. In the end they fail. I'll be right back.
0: But then the thunder on the right. Call in now eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one.
1: Adam Housley is a great reporter on the Fox News Channel. He happened to be in Las Vegas when this uh, horrific event began. Adam Housley, how are you?
7: Uh, a little tired. We've uh, been going for a while. In fact, we uh just left the scene. We're just down the street. it's all still kind of a crime scene. This area was where we're at now just to get some food. We hadn't eaten in a while and uh they've been most close to the close to the day actually. And uh uh this area was actually shut down. They reopened some of the hotels that are pretty adja- that were adjacent nearby. Um they've been reopened in the last ten hours, six hours, depending on which hotel. So we kinda just got away for a little bit get out of the sun. How you doing?
1: I'm okay. You know you have been reporting on this all day, as have others. What, what are the two or three things that really stick out in your mind? I mean, the carnage is unbelievable.
7: The, the three things that stick out in my mind, for, to me there are three. One is the, 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 bad, the bad stuff first. Um, you know, obviously just the magnitude, 500-plus people injured, 58 at least dead, um, blood on the sidewalks, uh, bloody pamphlets on the walls, you know, we saw it all around us. Um, a, a freezer that my parents have, I grew up in a little grocery store. That's what I grew up in, small business. And the freezer that we used to keep in the back and keep ice cream in is, you know, used as a makeshift, it has wheels, used as a makeshift gurney to take a body down the street. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. The second thing that there, uh, this comes to mind when I think of this is the fact that this guy did not just snap. You don't just snap and do what this guy did. You, you just snap and you walk into a theater like I did when I covered Aurora. That's horrific as well. But this guy just didn't just snap. He 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 was calculated. He had massive amounts of weapons, a massive amount of rounds. He to make sure he had the right room. He make sure he's there the right days. I mean, this this guy just didn't snap. And then the third thing is the positive of all of it, which is not much to find because there's so many people that are hurting tonight. But to me, it's the, the not not the first responders that. Cause they did an amazing job and they, and they, they'll tell you that's their job to do. But the first responders who were there, some of them were off duty. Some of them were some, were people that were like this one year old kid. He wasn't a first responder. He's not, you know, and it's not his day off and he's a, he's a fireman or, a, or an ambulance, you know, attendee or whatever. He, he's just a kid and he's a guy that, you know, I met with blood all over his body from other people he was saving. And took a shirt off to put over someone who passed away so they didn't see their eyes. Took another piece of his clothing off to help try to stop someone bleeding. I mean, they're they're the heroes, and they they show what what Americans can do. You know, with so much negativity, but to see some of these heroes, it saves lives. I mean, think about that. Fifty-eight people died, more than 500 injured. And if it wasn't for some of these people, like the kid I'm telling you about, or there's uh, a a firefighter I met from Los Angeles, he was there with his wife and for a birthday party, so a friend's birthday party, and he ended up being kind of the main responder. I mean, if it wasn't for those people, you know, that number of 58, which still may go up a little bit, would be, I believe, a lot. Of, a it
1: lot already bigger. did. It's 59 now.
7: Yeah, it's 59. Yeah. See, we're gonna, it's probably going to creep up into the 60s, unfortunately. Um But it would have been higher. It would have been higher than this. I mean, it could have been potentially in the hundreds.
1: I wanted to ask you something. You know, you're a human being. You know, you're a journalist, but you're a human being. You see this carnage. You you hear the stories. You know, you have to go through. You know, and report it. You're a professional, but in your heart and in your mind, this. What what do you? I mean, you, you've you've got to be emotionally exhausted from this.
7: Oh, absolutely. I mean. You know, you think of the other people. You think, God, it's not you or your friends, but at the same time, you meet people. You know, you hear – you have friends that text you and say, my God, my, my, my boss can't find his daughter, you know, and can you help? You know, my uh, friend of another friend of mine, my, my general manager, you know, his his brother was there and got shot in the leg. I mean, then you have, you know, you hear stories that there were kids inside. There weren't a lot, but there were kids inside. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't imagine. I just can't imagine that. You know, and that's – uh. No, that, that, I guess you put it all, you, you, you feel fortunate and you try to do whatever you can to get the correct information out and understand that, and that maybe it's the thankfulness that you aren't, you know, it's not one of your family members or friends. Not that you want it to be anybody's, but that kind of keeps you going, I guess, in some respects. And plus, you know, it's our duty at that point. You know, our duty is to make sure we get it out. It's, but yeah, it's emotionally draining. It's draining on all of us. It's, it's physically and emotionally draining. And our crew, like I said, we hadn't eaten. I might, I might listen, uh, this, is, this is the worst thing I deal with. I have an easy life ahead of me. But, you know, we, we hadn't eaten, you know, and probably, I don't know, I can't remember. I had to think I like half a granola bar in the last maybe 18 hours or something. And, um, you know, we're sitting there just grabbing food really quickly, and, and we, you know, you're so drained that you're almost asleep pulled in the water glass. You know, it's just – and, again, if that's the worst thing you have to deal with, that's that's it's an easy life. I mean, if there's people that – you know, are gonna not gonna have a, a father, a, a mother, a sister, a brother. You know, they're not gonna.
1: Well, have a- a Adam, I, I I gotta tell you, as I watch this, it's a very young audience. This is a very young audience. I'd say uh, many of them yep. are young women in their 20s or late teens. Yep. yep. And and you know, maybe this is unfair. I think of my own daughter. I think of things I say. Can you imagine? They're going out. They're not. They're they're just having a good time as young people. They're. They're not doing anything wrong. They're doing everything right. Next thing you know, it's some jerk with an automatic weapon is mowing them down and shooting them in the back. Ridiculous. I mean, there's no that case. is – yeah, there's I – mean, and, and 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 there's, no ju- there's no justice here because he killed himself.
7: And I, and I don't know what the answer is, Mark, and that's the issue I think that some of us have. I mean – you got already being politicized on both sides, you know, and, and that's that's fine. That's going to happen. I wish they would wait a few days. But my my, my issue is what is the, the answer comes down just to basic civility and humanity. You know, are you going to have idiots like this do stuff like this? Sure. But it just seems like it's happening more often. I don't know what the percentages are. I don't know if that's the truth or not. But and I know media, 24-hour media, obviously makes things bigger than they are. But the fact is this is not this isn't one of those situations. You're talking about 59 people now dead. 500 plus people injured. And you said, yeah, younger crowd. It's because it was a younger, it was a country music festival, but Jason Aldean and the, the, the headliners were, are catered to a younger audience. They're in their thirties. The audience they catered to is twenties and thirties. Um, you know, did he pick them out because of that? I don't know. We were going down the strip right now as I'm talking to you and I'm seeing, there's always police in the strip, but it just seems like there's a little bit more out right now. Um, gathered yeah, along the way. Definitely. more than I saw ways. we drove going out here the other day. Um, you know out about you know because you'd, you'd hate to see a copycat type situation and there's so many parts of this country that unfortunately because we are free and we're free and we enjoy our freedom there's a lot of parts of the country that have a lot of these open areas i mean los angeles has them new york has them obviously vegas is huge you know with thousands of people outside you know in certain areas listening to music or you know, having a drink whatever it happens to be and that's something that you know it's an easy target unfortunately
1: I want to give you an example of the outpouring of the American people. You know, most of us <clears throat> or many of us are not anywhere near Las Vegas. Right. But you have a commissioner there who has set up this GoFundMe fund. He says, Can we How raise two million? Well I announced to my audience about ten minutes ago it was at one point two eight. I said he wants two million, let's get him the two million. So we're up to one point, almost one point four. We'll get him to two million. Wow. Because my audience is full of patriots and we're very Concerned about our fellow Americans, and we saw the same video. We saw what you saw, and we want to do what we can to help. And even if it's some little way, right? We'll get it. We'll get to that two million. I hope we get over that two million dollars and get him what he needs and get them what they need. But you well, I
7: know, salute you and the audience for doing that. I know that no, you know, no, no, you're not doing you're not doing you're not doing it for kudos. But I can tell you that um, you know people here will will appreciate that. I mean, Vegas is a yes. You have the Las Vegas Strip where everybody comes to party. We get that. But, you know, I have I have a couple of friends who are born and raised there. There's an entire community away from the strip that never goes down to the strip, that never goes to the casinos, that never goes to the shows. Maybe once a year they might go to something as a, a night out. But there's a whole there's a whole group of people that don't live there. They live away from the, the this this situation and to have it in their hometown is just, you know, horrible.
1: Now, you weren't born there, were you?
7: No, I was born in Northern California, but, um, you know, we obviously, we spent a lot of time working here, so we know the city relatively well. Um, and like I said, two of my, one of my groomsmen, uh, excuse me, one of my groomsmen is is from here and the fire captain here. And so, uh, you know, he's, he's pretty, pretty shaken up about all of it. You know, they all knew, knew somebody at the very least injured. Um, so, and then of course, you know, knowing that we're going out there to cover it, his first thing is whatever you do, don't, you know, don't, don't A get in the way, which we know not to do, but B, you know, don't, Get yourself in any kind of
1: situation. So, you know this this uh, killer, this mass murder. There's really very little known about this guy. I've been reading everything I can get my hands on, listening to everything. I mean, he really was under the radar. This guy wasn't he? He was, and, and, and that, that,
7: but it, there's, there's got to be something. You can't tell me that just some guy all of a sudden, for no reason, decides. There's got to be a reason. There's got to be something. And you know, nowadays with the, with the internet, you know, you're gonna they're gonna be able to map that. That's why the but one of the main reasons why the FBI has been got, has been asked to get involved. One, they're fantastic at gathering the video from all the cell phones, and as we've seen, there are thousands of videos of what happened. Um, they're very good at that, and then and it's gonna that's enough to overwhelm the police department, even no matter even one as large as, as Las Vegas. They're gonna be gathering other information and intel as well, but they're also gonna be mapping his internet. They're gonna be mapping his computers if they're still there, if he have assuming, assuming he has one. They're going to be mapping his cell phones. I mean, they're going to be able to get a picture of this guy and where you know, where to get these weapons from. Did he obtain them legally? Did he use illegal uh, magazines? You know, there's a lot of questions that are going to need to be answered, and hopefully the investigation mm-hmm. will. But you've got to believe there's something there mm-hmm. because it's not like – I'm not downplaying any of these shootings. But in Aurora, you had a guy who clearly, you know, had some mental capacity issues. Um, and he snapped, and he walked into a movie theater. That's not what this guy did. You know?
1: He plotted. He, he planned. He did all he that plotted. he needed. Yeah. You
7: don't plot. If you, if you, I, mean, from, I mean, the FBI profiler I'm friends with, she's fantastic, told me three things. She said, well, four things. One, she says, you don't just snap. This, this, that's not what this guy did out of it. Somebody who snaps doesn't, doesn't plan weeks ahead, um, which is what they believe happened. The second thing she said was there's three reasons why people didn't react immediately. One, you know... End of the night, into the festival, um, Vegas, on the Strip, you know, neon lights across the street from Mandalay, which is lit up. You know, it sounded kind of like pyrotechnics or maybe some fireworks, firecrackers. Hey, it's the end of the three-day festival. Uh, that was the reason, one, why people didn't respond immediately. Two, um, people were, you know, they'd been there all day. It was a hot day, warm evening. Um, they had some adult beverages, was what you do with those kind of things. And, uh, they, uh, you know, they, obviously, that makes you react at a different pace. And third is adrenaline as well. And actually, I do, I do go back. You're right. I, I made a mistake when, uh, with the James Holmes, uh, Aurora thing. My producer actually pointed out, I remember we thought, that's right. Thanks, Dan. We thought he snapped. He did not snap. He, he actually plotted as well. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, they, well, they, this guy, this man. guy, he had this explosives. Guy, he had like yeah, he had 16 to
1: 18 yeah. weapons. He had, uh, I mean, he, he was ready to do a, even more damage than he did.
7: Wait, but there has to be a reason. Yeah. And the biggest question is how did he get the stuff? I mean, that's a lot to compile. Did he steal it? Did he buy it illegally? You know, we don't know. There's a lot of, and before we can start speculating of what should or should not happen, we need to find out what did happen in regards to him. Um, do you have any, I, you know, I do have any FBI involved. They're not perfect. No, no, No law enforcement agency is. But the folks out here that do the forensics and stuff, we've had a chance to meet a few of them over the years, and they've done some pretty pretty darn good work. So you know you got to you got to believe that they're going to be able to come in and and help uh, and help you know <coughs> point certain parts of this investigation in, in a certain direction.
1: Well, this fabulous audience, we're almost at one point five million. We'll get to that two million. That's that's what the commissioner wants. We'll get them that and more because we care about you know. There's only there's only so much we can do all over the country. Right. Uh, the people in and around Las Vegas are giving blood. I mean, this is the least we can do. Adam Housley, I want to thank you for taking time. I know how busy you are, and good luck to you.
7: Good time, Mark. We always appreciate coming on and uh, you know tell you tell your audience that uh, that they can ensure sure that their money is going to go to a good place.
1: All right. God bless. Good luck to you. I just want us to get to this figure before the end of the show because that's what they say they need. They probably even need more. You can go to Mark Levin Show Facebook. Mark Levin Show Twitter. I have a link to the GoFundMe site uh, that's been set up for the victims and the families of the victims uh, in Las Vegas. And I just feel we have to do something. It's a tiny little thing, but every little little bit matters. And if that's what they need, then that's what we should do. I'll be right back.
0: Mark Levin.
1: Have you ever thought of Hillsdale College in terms of impacting K-12 education? Well, they are, and they're improving young lives in the process. Hillsdale has founded more than a dozen charter schools nationwide with more opening every year. They provide curricula, train their faculty, and offer support and advice. And get this, Hillsdale doesn't take a penny from these services. They do it for free. It's called the Barney Charter School Initiative, and it's funded entirely by donors. You know that a Hillsdale College education produces graduates who are cut above the rest. They're young adults of character who know how to be good citizens. Now those same teaching methods and principles are now used for primary education too. Learn more about this very important work at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. A video there shows you how Hillsdale is building character in children all across the country teaching these young people how to live full and flourishing human lives. Hillsdale does all this without taking one penny of government money, and not one penny from the schools either. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. The president spoke for about four and a half minutes today, and I must tell you, it was absolutely, well, what he said was beautiful. What he said was very, very important which is why it's largely ignored by the left, but not by regular Americans, not by the rest of us, not by the people in Nevada and Las Vegas and so forth. We've had a lot going on in this country. First it was Houston and greater Texas and Louisiana with a hurricane. Then it was Florida and the Keys and other parts of South Florida and the West Coast of Florida, another hurricane. Now it's Puerto Rico, a third hurricane. Those are natural disasters. Now we have Las Vegas, a man-made, a man-made disaster. And I have to say, the federal government under this president has acted exceptionally. The United States military which has been stretched thin as a result of decade of budget slashing has been phenomenal outstanding I just want to say this to the first responders in Las Vegas the police officers the emergency personnel the firefighters and all the rest you make us all very very proud you really do you've been incredible a mass murder like this, just just absolutely exceptional pros and and so c- courageous. People ask me, why do you like the police so much? Because I love my country, and without law and order there cannot be liberty. I also had a few uncles, a few uncles who served on the Philadelphia police force. And I remember how that police force was trashed. So yes, I have a big heart for law enforcement. And I always will. And most of you do too. And when you watch these videos of what took place in Las Vegas, you know why. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot more to discuss. And we'll be right back. By the way... Don't forget, go to GoFundMe, go to Mark Levin Show, Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter. Come on now, let's do what we need to do and help our fellow Americans in Las Vegas. I'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit. But most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink field of greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of field of greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. issue, as well as one other issue I want to address tonight, but I decided uh, while I was on the air about, what, 50 minutes ago, that Levinites, the people of Las Vegas, through their elected representatives, have asked for $2 million as a victim fund to help all the victims and the families. They would raised $1.286 million. And I just felt if they need two million or more, we can get them two million or more before I get off the air here. Now this program runs live in many markets. It's also taped delayed in some markets. It's on satellite radio. Some people won't hear it till tomorrow morning when they download it on their iPod. We have millions and millions of people who do that. There is no reason small donations from everybody that we can't help our uh, brothers and sisters, the victims, and the families in Las Vegas. Honestly, I'm surprised I asked for only $2 million. But we started at $1.286 million when I came on the air. I saw that figure on the uh, GoFundMe, and we're now at... What are we at here? Let's see here. $1.615 million. So another $385,000. In other words, if we double what we've already done, they'll have their $2 million. Just a little... Just a tiny little bit of light. I mean, I don't know what it will do. But if they say they need it, they need it. So I want to encourage you to go to Mark Levin Facebook. Uh, Mark Levin Show Facebook, I should say. Mark Levin Show Facebook. Mark Levin Twitter Facebook. Um, Mark Levin Show Twitter. I'll get it right. Mark Levin Show Facebook. Mark Levin Show Twitter. We have the direct link and you can donate there. What about you, Mark? As soon as the show's over, I'm going to make a nice donation. I'll do it anonymously, but I'm going to do it. And why wouldn't I? So all this horrific, horrific mayhem goes on. And um, they tried out Tom Brokaw on the Today Show because they know he's a big gun control guy. And I'm going to have to play some of these for you, as distasteful as it is. You got to know what's going out there on the other media. Cut four, go. Well, I think this
8: is time for a national dialogue that we can have in a calm and reasoned way in which the country can figure out how come we have so many mass shootings in this country. Las Vegas, Sandy Hook, Virginia Tech, Columbine, many more people were killed in those than the two terrorist attacks that we had in San Bernardino and let, Orlando. Let me, let,
1: me just, let, me, let me just stop. How come they don't bring him out to talk about the slaughter that goes on every day in Chicago. I'm not making excuses for any one of these mass murder types, trust me. Particularly black-on-black crime, particularly the murder rate of blacks by blacks. That's something we need to figure out, too. But how come they don't talk about it? So, uh, let's go ahead
8: understand what he got us so aroused about the threat of terrorism. You listen to those weapons, they're on full auto at that point. Where did he get that kind of a gun? You can now get an AR-15, which is a modification of a military weapon, an M1.
1: All right, let's stop. This is the problem. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. I have an AR-15. It's semi-automatic. Every time this happens, I have to explain this. A semi-automatic weapon is a weapon where you have to keep pulling the trigger. The mass murderer last night had an automatic weapon. Now, he got it one of three ways. He stole it. He modified another weapon illegally. Or he got it legally. Which is a multi-step process. It's not easy. It's one of three ways. Tom Brokaw has no idea how this happened. None. None. An AR-15 is not a modification of a, of an M1. An AR-15 looks like a military rifle, but people use it mostly to hunt deer or to target practice. But that's the big bugaboo. And again, I'm very uncomfortable discussing this stuff right now, but it's all out there. There's no way to duck it. Juliet Kayyem is a CNN national security analyst. Here's what she said. Cut five, go.
3: But I will say, we're so focused on defense, right, that a part of security is minimizing the risk. And uh, you will have others on air, but as a counterterrorism expert, I will tell you whether he is motivated by ISIS or craziness or something in between, the access issue to weaponry in this country is now a national security issue. So now
1: it's a national security issue. Securing the border isn't. Vetting refugees, that's not. But now this is a national security issue. And what's the purpose of terming it a national security issue? To take it out of the criminal justice arena? I don't know. We have uh, Kristen Welker, NBC News White House correspondent. Cut six, Go.
3: Now, when the president was first greeting the prime minister of Thailand, I can tell you that some reporters did shout out questions to him. Our own Peter Alexander asking him if this was a domestic act of terrorism. He didn't answer that question. Another reporter asking if this underscores the need for stiffer gun control measures. He didn't answer that question either, Brian. But those are among the questions that I anticipate we will hear in the briefing.
1: Let's just stop a minute. Okay, let's take the bait for a second. We don't know how he got this weapon, or if he modified a weapon. So how do we know what law would have changed any of this? How do we know what law would have changed any of this? And what law would it be? I mean, people who are of the mind to slaughter their fellow human beings, innocent young people, at a concert, to spend four days working out the details so you can maximize the slaughter. Exactly what law would you pass to stop this guy? I can't think of any. I can't think of any. But we couldn't even wait 24 hours for this discussion. It happens every single time. Bill Bratton. Former New York City Police Commissioner on MSNBC today. Cut, seven, go. Right now, before Congress, and I will make a prediction for you sitting here, there's a bill to allow silencers that would muffle the sound of a gunshot to be sold openly. Right now, they're very restricted. Let, let's, stop, let's, let's stop for a second. If you put a silencer on an automatic weapon like a machine gun, you understand you're still going to hear it, right? And it's going to be very loud. I'm not pushing silencers. I'm just trying to get some facts out there. And the shooter didn't use a silencer. He didn't care about using a silencer. He cared about slaughtering as many human beings as he possibly could. But now that's the debate. And it goes on and on and on and on. As if we pass a law... We don't know what kind of law. We don't know how this guy got these weapons. We don't know if he got them legally, if he if he altered them or what. How he stole. Them. We just don't know a thing. But already we know the answer, right? We're all wrong. Wrong. Now Eric Paddock, as you probably know by now, is the brother or a brother of the mass killer, the mass murderer. And he was interviewed in his driveway in Orlando, Florida. Cut eight, go.
8: Had nothing to do with any political organization, religious organization, no white supremacists, nothing, as far as I know. in I've only known him for 57 years.
1: Well, apparently not well. Not well enough. Cut nine, go.
8: He was oh, my brother. Yeah. It's, it's like an asteroid fell out of the sky. He had no machine guns when I moved him from Melbourne to Mesquite. I mean, find out who gave, you know, who he bought the machine guns from. And once again, it's <clears throat> there's no gleaming. You know, it's just he bought the machine guns and he did this. I mean, uh, it, it was him who did this. There's no doubt about it because he was him. I mean, he was completely out of character never i mean he's never even drawn his gun
2: Uh, i mean it it makes no sense he's never hit
8: anybody he's never gun enthusiast or just a few he had a couple of handguns i think you know he had a safe with a couple of handguns he might have had one long rifle but he didn't have any i mean he had no automatic weapons when that i
9: know that i knew of at any time
1: you know i don't i can't what are we going to blame the brother for? I mean obviously the brother didn't live with him and the brother was uh, many many uh, miles away from him and so forth so I uh, it, I'm not going to jump all over the brother. The father had been on the FBI's most wanted list. Did you hear that Mr. Producer? He'd been a bank robber. So he'd been a bank robber on the FBI's most wanted list. But this guy apparently what was he? He'd been an accountant. Uh, he'd served in the military briefly. He uh, he worked for an, a, a satellite company of Lockheed Martin. Um, there also, uh, son, he had several homes. He moved a lot, spent a lot of time gambling. Apparently, he was fairly well off. 64 years old, and nobody really knows why he did what he did. They're trying to figure it out, but I agree with Adam Housley, who was on in the first hour. There's something there, something, something there. To spend four days preparing to slaughter as many of your fellow human beings as you possibly can, innocent young people, at a concert, at uh, at a country concert, country music. Uh, something's not right and I can't even conceive of a law that you would pass that would work with this guy under the radar as he was. I'll be right back. Mark Just Some of the information that's Involved in getting an automatic weapon. An automatic weapon, also known as an automatic firearm. This is from uh, Gun Holsters Unlimited. These are firearms that automatically load another round after the first round has been fired. So you keep your finger on the trigger and it just keeps shooting. The term automatic can refer to both semi-automatic firearms and fully automatic firearms. But the word semi is important. In this case, we're talking about fully automatic firearms. Guns that are fully automatic will continue to disperse rounds for either as long as the trigger is depressed or until the ammo runs out. Typically, a fully automatic weapon, also referred to as a machine gun, can fire between 500 and 1,500 rounds per minute, or about 10 to 20 rounds per second. Automatic weapons for civilians versus the automatic weapons the military uses actually... Can be similar. Many modern military automatics have a select fire switch that allows you to either keep the gun on safe mode, fire three rounds at a time, or fire full auto. Now, that's what that is. Now what about buying a machine gun? Because that in essence is what we're talking about. For machine guns, the firearms must have been made prior to 1986. Since there are only a certain amount of these weapons made prior to 1986, still in circulation, the prices continue to rise each year. You must make sure it's legal to own these items in the state you reside in. There are certain states where you're not allowed to own a machine gun. Now, under federal law, you must be 21 years of age, you must be of sound mind, in other words, mentally competent, You must not abuse alcohol or illegal drugs, or must not have. You must not have been convicted of any felonies. You pay 200 bucks. It's a federal tax. You must complete what's called a BATF, Bureau of, well, you know what it is. It's treasuring, BATF Form 4, and submit it to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, ATF. The application requires that you get a signature from your chief law enforcement officer stating that he or she has no knowledge that you intend to use the firearm suppressors, that would be a silencer, or short barrel rifle for anything other than lawful uses. You'll need to get fingerprinted and photographed and submit these with your ATF application. Now, by the way, this can take six months, nine months, a year, or more than a year. Or more than a year. Um, Now the limitations on machine guns really started in 1934, then 1968, and then 1986. And as I say, some states have outlawed them altogether. And it's been upheld as, uh, as constitutional. States in which machine guns are completely illegal, Delaware... Hawaii, New York, Washington State, and the District of Columbia. Only Class Three firearms dealers can possess machine guns in the states of California, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Michigan, New Jersey, Rhode Island, South Carolina. Most of this information and more, much more, is on the Internet if you want to check it out. <clears throat> it is simply not that easy to get an automatic weapon or a machine gun. Can you get it? yes. If you spend the time and you submit yourself to all the vetting and the reviews and so forth. That doesn't mean somebody who's of sound mind at the time or at least appears to be and goes through the process uh, uh, and the law enforcement uh, agency that uh, is in that particular area signs off on it and so forth and so on. That doesn't mean it can't happen. It certainly can happen. We don't know what happened in this case, now do we? We don't know anything. We know very little about this guy. There's a big spread in the Washington Post that was put out at 1.10 p.m. today about uh, Stephen Paddock. And I read every bit of it, and it still doesn't give you a lot of insight into who this guy is. Maybe he was a loner. He had a number of properties. He would bounce around different houses, different communities, somewhat. Um Depending on what neighbor you ask, he seemed fine. He kept to himself. Another one said he was a little weird. But you don't, you don't know the guy from reading this. You just don't. All right. Let me take some callers here. Let's see. Let's go to, I got one minute. Josh, Los Angeles on the Mark Levin app. One minute. Go.
6: Hey, buddy. Um, uh, thanks for covering that too. Cause I mean, the, the ARs that you buy in, you know, gun dealer, um, in the civilian world are so much different than the M16 and M4 that I was
1: it's issued ridiculous. Uh, in the army. Yep. Yep.
6: Um, but uh, what I wanted to say is, uh, you know, I was watching it happen last night. Uh, shortly afterward, and all the coverage, and they're showing, you know, cell phone videos and everything. And um, I was, after hearing, you know, the rate of fire, um, you know, clearly it was automatic weapon. Um, and uh, but I, what I, what was struck me was. The lack of, I guess, discipline with it. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 the guy clearly doesn't have any training in that field um, because even the way we were trained to shoot when we, you know, put it on automatic, whether it be, you know, uh, an actual automatic weapon such as a saw or, or, an M6, or an M16 or an M4 was even at fully auto, you shoot.
1: Josh, we got to go. I'll, I'll be right back.
0: of Great American Values continues on The Mark Levin Show. Call Mark now at
1: 877-381-3811. I just want us to get to this $2 million as fast as possible at the request of uh, officials in Las Vegas on uh, GoFundMe. So go to Mark Levin Show Facebook or Mark Levin Show Twitter. We're about $200,000 short. You've already raised half a million dollars. I mean, it's at 1.82 or whatever it is, and we started at 1.28 million. So if we can get that done as fast as possible and get that money to these uh, victims and their families, then that will be a good thing. It will be a little thing that we can contribute. I want to go back to Josh in Los Angeles, who is a combat veteran. And, Josh, I wanted you to go ahead and finish up. Go ahead. Okay. Okay.
6: Uh, or, or I'll be quick. Uh, what struck me was, and, and I might oh, add, sorry. a friend of mine
1: I've known for years and years and years. Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry.
6: <laughs> Absolutely, buddy. Um, what struck me was the rate of fire. He he wouldn't, the firing wouldn't stop until it was clear that he dumped the drum or the or the, the mag that he was using, um, which tells me that he wasn't coming off the trigger, which means the firing was just indiscriminate. There's no way possible for him to be aiming. Um, because after three or four, four rounds coming off automatic, I mean, in, in the field, you're shooting at birds at that point. Um, so that told me that, that there's no training there or very little training or experience there. Um, and so that, that just struck me. I haven't really heard anyone talk about that. Um, and so that's why I wanted to call and mention that. Um, okay. the, the other thing that just I got a ton of pride in was people streaming out hours after. Um, the actual shooting took place. That had actually civilians, that are just spectators, that were rendering aid. Uh, so many of them, in interviews right after it, it came out, that they're military vets and off-duty law enforcement. And and I, I just took a ton of pride in that. And, uh, well, you, you well, know what?
1: Uh, as, as you mentioned this, Josh. These are fans of country music, so I'm guessing there's a bigger percentage of them who are military, bigger percentage of them who are cops, bigger percentage of them who are concealed carry holders. Absolutely, because it's country Without music.
6: Doubt. Without a doubt, and there's a there's in fact a uh, there's there's a couple uh, local uh, law enforcement officers uh, from my area that I have found out and been able to confirm through through friends of mine that uh, they are among the wounded. Uh, so please keep them as well in your prayers. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, Josh, you're a good man. Thank you, buddy, and thank you for your service, too. All right, let's take some more calls. Bill, Frederick, Maryland, the great WMAL, go. Go ahead, Bill. All right, we're going to have to move on. Bob, Savannah, Georgia, the great WTKS, go. Bob, are you there?
8: Oh, yes, I'm here, Mark. Go right ahead. You mentioned in your opening monologue about the sad but predictable response of the media and Hollywood, and I find it so insulting, particularly from Hollywood. Here is an industry that celebrates billions and billions of dollars in income and lavish lifestyles of these actors, and most of it is predicated on gratuitous violence. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really boils me that they would have even have an opinion on gun control. How many movies a year are not where the plot and the theme isn't predicated on extreme gratuitous violence?
1: Um, Do you want to know the you know, truth? I don't watch many movies, so I don't know. But I understand there's a lot of it.
8: Well, I don't either, and I can tell you I'm not a boycotter, but I will tell you that this this has incensed me so that I I can't, in good conscience, watch any of their movies anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, just. Just because of the cultural aspect that they present. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen our Judeo-Christian ethic under attack in this country for decades. Hollywood has been one of the extreme fomenters of that attack. You know, patriotism and, and prayer in schools has been undermined. Um, gratuitous violence in video games. Um, it's, this is just a visual sign of that cultural decay that has been taking place for quite some time and I hope it's a wake-up call. We don't know what the motives were for this guy uh and uh, you know it may very well be revealed at some point. But Tom Brokaw can get out there and and flap his lips all he wants to. He's not addressing the underlying cultural issues of the moral decay in this country. Mm-hmm. This guy could have used a, a car
1: a knife, a truck. Well, it's funny you should say that. A friend of mine emailed me and said, more and more it's cars that people are being plowed under with. But you know what bothers me about all this? We have 59 people who were murdered in cold blood. We have over 500. Lord only knows how many of them are fighting for their lives tonight. And we have to engage the left. We have to engage the left. The left tries to devour the reality tries to devour the the, the the events that take place, and so even in a case like this, here we are standing on our heels, having to address them. It's just it's just appalling to me. It's unconscionable to me. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. Did you notice that big IRS-shaped target on your back? The IRS put it there when you couldn't pay your tax bill, and filed that extension. You figured you'd have the cash by now, right? Well, you don't, and that extension is about to expire. you got a couple choices. Do nothing. Wait for the IRS to come knocking at your door. That's a bad choice because the IRS is a very aggressive collection agency, and they can garnish your wages. They can levy your bank account, even close down your business. Here's the smarter choice. Call my friends at Optima Tax Relief. Tell them you're ready to put your IRS drama behind you. No one knows IRS ins and outs better than Optima's tax experts, which explains how they've resolved over half a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients. They're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, too. Getting your life back starts the moment you call Optima for your free consultation. Call 800-499-6300. 800-499-6300. That's 800-499-6300. And if you're having tax issues, you need to call that number immediately. 800 499 6,300. And the experts there, and they're real pros, they'll help you out. All right. Let's take a few more calls. Kevin, San Francisco, the great KSFO. Go.
10: Hello there, Mark. It's a great, great pleasure to speak with the great one. I, first of all, I just want to uh, thank you for being such a great uh, patriot. I consider you a friend. I met you at a, an event a few years ago in passing, but I consider you a friend. And I just wanted to chime in on this. This whole issue is with the, with the Dems trying to politicize the gun control argument based on this tragedy. Here's the reality, and this is how I shut up all my liberal friends. If you want gun control, the first thing you must do is secure and control the border. And then they sit at me, they look at me with the, like deer's with like a deer with the headlights on, dumbfounded.
1: Because here's the, here's the problem. Here's the problem. This guy today was an American born American citizen. And we have a lot of nut jobs in this country within our border, so many of whom have been born here. So I'm still not willing to swap the Second Amendment for border control. We need both.
10: Not at all. Not at all. Here's the way that you do it, though. I mean, just to shut down the argument. The, the reality is is that you must, it, otherwise you create an immediate black market, right? So we don't know where he got these weapons from. They could have been, you know, the, the, the automatic weapons could have come across the border. We don't know that. Stewart, or
1: he but, could have, or he could have made one, or he could have gotten one legally.
10: True, true, true. But um, but you know that that is, uh, I think that's a poignant argument that really kind of shuts them down because they're like, okay, if I go with this, then I'd have to do that. That, of course, makes sense, and then they're kind of left floundering. All, right,
1: anyway. so- All right, I appreciate your call. John, San Jose, California, the great KSFO. Go.
6: Hey, Mark, I'm honored to talk to you. Uh,
8: I just wanted to see the lids are all talking about silencers now like it's, a, like it's a Hollywood movie but that wasn't the point of this whole thing he was trying to do as much damage and create as much fear to cause a stampede condition and, and do all these other injuries that what, what
1: is a silencer, as your point what in the world does a silencer have to do with any of this?
8: It's they're just trying to push more of their agenda and, and uh, I think twist it and uh, get more control over it and put fear into people I think that's what their their goal is with this
1: well, all right, my friend. Appreciate your call, Dan, Santa Maria, California. The great KSMX. Go, please.
11: Hey, Mark. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Uh, so I just to shed a little light on the silencer argument. It was a tweet by Hillary Clinton earlier today. Gave her uninformed opinion about sound suppressors and the dangers therein. Uh, she said fewer people would have been killed, and I think that really spun all the. What? wait,
1: What? Fewer people but, would have been killed. What about silencers?
11: Uh, it had nothing to do with silencers. She said that uh, he would have been able to kill more people because they wouldn't have heard the shots. All right, first of all, it was thirty-second story.
1: All right, let's uh, slow fun. down. Let's slow down. A silencer on an automatic weapon is not going to silence that weapon.
11: No, it will not. It'll burn up pretty before he went through as many rounds as he did. It'll burn up. You know, I, I'm right. a combat veteran. I know. I know a little bit about this stuff. And on a, on a, well, they found this guy because the smoke filled up his room. Right, he was dumping these rounds out and... And the smug
1: alarm, alarm, alarm went off.
11: Yeah, yep. the, the fire alarm went off in his room. And that's how they were able to locate him so quickly. So if he had a sound suppressor on, an automatic weapon, it's going to push more gas back into the room. And if anything, they would have found him faster, ironically. <laughs> interesting. it interesting. But uh, my origi- the original reason why I wanted to call, and I don't know if you want to go back to it, but it's about the media and their immediate reaction uh to what happened last night. And uh I'm hurt, personally, that... uh some of my countrymen are dead, uh, and we have the immediate reaction from so many people talking about gun control, t- talking about how uh, we had a CBS exec even fired for saying that she has no sympathy about dead Trump supporters. Yeah, it's amazing. This, uh, this is a tragedy. Full stop, Mark. And how, how can we heal this division in our country where we have people being divided among these upon these political, ideological lines where you lose sympathy for the other person because of what's in their head? That's pretty scary, isn't it? Well, it reminds me of, uh, I was in Iraq in uh, 2008, 2009. I was there when they signed the SOFR agreement. But it makes me think of uh, Shia and Sunni, you know. Mm-hmm. You have people with these different ideas, uh, and it lets them get in the way of them. They can't reconcile. They can't come together as countrymen, like we have in America. That's been our hallmark, and that's what we stood upon. That's what the yeah, nation
1: but this constant effort, you, you, you make a good point, this constant effort to destroy the civil society. The civil part of society has been going on now for over a century. It's part of the progressive mindset. It certainly has nothing to do with this man doing what he did. But to your point about how ideology trumps all, it's obviously clear with the left, with the comments by this CBS lawyer who had to be fired today. She didn't give a damn because they're probably Republicans, most of them. Hillary Clinton pushing her tweets out immediately. Elizabeth Warren this nut job from uh, from Connecticut on and on and on they go. Uh, they have no facts, they know nothing about this guy and what he did, but it doesn't matter because they have their ideology. and they're already blaming Republicans in the NRA, which had who had nothing to do with this. Nothing whatsoever. Thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark in. folks, if you want the absolute best shirts around, you have to check out CT shirts. CT shirts. I really want you to try them because once you do, you'll never go back to some random shirt off the shelf of a department store. Plus, CT shirts come in custom sizes so you're not messing with ill-fitted sleeve lengths or neck sizes. Step up your game and look your best. So I got you a special CT shirts deal. CT shirts are British-styled and they use the softest, most exquisite fabrics ever. Work or casual, tie or no tie, tucked or untucked. When you're wearing a C T shirt, you look great and you know it. So here's the deal. One C T shirt normally costs a hundred bucks, but right now you'll get three shirts for just ninety nine dollars. That's sixty percent off. And C T shirts come with free delivery, a six month quality guarantee, and free returns. Let me repeat that. C-T-shirts come with free delivery, a six-month quality guarantee, and free returns. If you hurry, 99 bucks gets you three amazing C-T-shirts. So go to ctshirts.com slash Levin. That's ctshirts.com slash L-E-V-I-N. ctshirts.com slash Levin. They also make for a great gift, by the way. All right, here we are. We're at... uh now obviously we didn't do all of this, but we started when I began the program. I mentioned about an hour and a half ago that uh, the folks in Las Vegas said they they could really use two million dollars to help the victims and their families. <clears throat> now I said we can do that. We Levinites, if all of us just give a little. And it was a one million two hundred eighty-six thousand dollars. That's an hour and a half ago. Now we're at one million eight hundred seventy-six. $1000 so you levinites in 90 minutes time have donated over $600,000 we're about $120,000 away from the 2 million mark now i see they've raised it to 2.5 million they'll get that too but our goal right now is to hit the 2 million because that was the original request and this program is heard throughout the night all over the country as we move west and also people in the morning uh, tend to download the iPod, millions and millions of people, so this will be heard then too. Go to Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter, and you'll see the direct link to the donation page. And I can't think of, you know, anything better to do for those of us who aren't anywhere near Las Vegas. We can't give blood. Those who are there should give blood. Um, actually, we can do our local Red C- Cross. But if you want to do something that has an immediate effect, this is what th- has been asked of us, and this is what we should do. We don't always need the government to get involved. And quite frankly, uh, there are aspects of the government, the military, first responders, and so forth, who are enormously busy. Enormously busy. Jerry, Joplin City, Tennessee, Sirius Satellite, Go
4: yes how you doing mark thank you for taking my call sir when i was a younger man before i turned my life around i was a career criminal and uh the only thing that uh changed my mind was never a gun control law i could get guns anywhere i wanted guns no matter how many laws they passed the only Mm -hmm. thing that i was afraid of i knew where the police would be i you know i i cased everything out where it was you know relatively safe for me but What I couldn't case out was the citizen with the gun. Mm -hmm. And it happened to me once, and I almost got shot. And and just by mercy, I wasn't shot because I was caught stealing by a citizen. And he let let me go. He let me get away. But uh, when you take your guns away from the American people, from the citizens of the United States, when they're unarmed, they don't have a chance. The police can't be everywhere, I promise you. They can't.
1: Now, what turned your life around?
4: Uh, Jesus Christ, sir, 15 years mm-hmm.
1: ago. Mm-hmm. And how old were you when that happened?
4: I was uh, 50 years old.
1: Mm-hmm. And you had a long criminal record, did you, of stealing, stuff like that? Yes, sir. I'm and, not very uh, proud of
4: that, Mark. I, I, I lived a really bad life. Anything that I could make money at, I'd do it, but... Gun control laws is like putting pesticides on weeds. I mean, you're, you're using the wrong kill factor here. Uh, all you're going to do is take more guns away from the citizens that need them to protect themselves in the way the world is now. And the criminals, that's not going to stop them from getting guns. They don't obey the law.
1: Well, you know what? I'm glad you called because you turned your life around, and that's a wonderful thing. It's a very wonderful thing. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't believe I have time this hour to take another call because the hour is almost over. We do have a full hour. We will take your calls here. I also want to discuss uh, a couple more issues uh, that really have been bothering me. You know, I wasn't on the air Friday um, for Yom Kippur. I am back. And I've been watching the attacks on the president over Puerto Rico. So I want to add that into the discussion. As well as what we've been discussing. So don't go away. We'll be right back. 833 RING B H N. Get 15% off your first order with promo code Levin. That's brickhouse, dot N.com, or call 833 RING B H N, promo code Levin. Issue of what took place in Las Vegas last night. We're definitely not, but I would like to add another issue. The natural disaster that took place in Puerto Rico. You know, I'm old enough to remember, by the way, you're really getting old when you say I'm old enough to remember, but I'm old enough to remember that there was a Navy base in Puerto Rico. About 15 years ago, give or take, a Navy base with United States naval ships. And it was a very, very important naval base. It employed thousands and thousands of Puerto Rican uh, citizens, American citizens who who lived in Puerto Rico. Um, It brought in maybe half a billion dollars a year. To Puerto Rico, but it closed. In part, it closed because the left protested the base, um, and I believe it was it was on Vieques Island. I may be mispronouncing that. I'm trying to do this by memory, and it was a very important base. But the Puerto Rican independence movement, which has a a foothold within the Democrat Party, has the ear of the Democrats. Kept pushing for its closure because, you know, America seemed like an imperialist conqueror of the island of Puerto Rico, according to them. In any event, the base was closed. Now, what does this have to do with anything? It has to do with a lot. It would have made it a hell of a lot easier to get products, material, whatever it is, to the island of Puerto Rico, an American territory, if that base had still been open. But the left didn't want the base. And I remember that. I remember the big deal that was involved in closing it. I remember Al Sharpton was down there, as I recall, protesting, demanding that it be closed. People were being arrested, you know, handcuffing themselves to the offense, But Puerto Rico, ladies and gentlemen, the government of Puerto Rico, is a socialist experiment gone awry. Puerto Rico is broke, it's bankrupt for all intents and purposes. Its public utilities are broke and bankrupt for all intents and purposes. Its infrastructure has collapsed. And this is what happens in socialist societies. I want to give you two examples. Here's a piece from the New York Post by Jorge Rodriguez. Now, who is he? Well, he's a man who's spent a lot of time in Puerto Rico. He's 49, CEO of something called PAC4, an international engineering firm based in Puerto Rico that works with medical and pharma- in the medical and pharmaceutical cent- uh, sectors. And he's Puerto Rican-born engineer. And he writes, for the last 30 years, the Puerto Rican government has been completely inept at handling regular societal needs. So I just don't see it functioning in a crisis like this one. Even before the hurricane hit, water and power systems were already broken. And our $118 billion debt crisis is a result of government corruption and mismanagement. The governor, Ricardo Rossello, has little experience. He's 36 and never really held a job and never dealt with a budget. His entire administration is totally inexperienced and they have no clue how to handle a crisis of this magnitude. For instance... Shortly after the hurricane hit, the government imposed a curfew from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. and then changed it. Now it went from 7 p.m. to 5 a.m., which makes no sense. The curfew has prevented fuel trucks from transporting their loads. These trucks should have been allowed to run for 24 hours to address our needs, but they've been stalled. And so we have massive lines at gas stations and severe shortages of diesel at our hospitals and supermarkets. He says, I'm really tired of Puerto Rican government officials blaming the federal government for their woes and for not acting fast enough to help the people on the island. Last week, I had three federal agents in my office, and I was so embarrassed. I went out of my way to apologize to them for the attitude of my government and what they've been saying about the U.S. response. When the hurricane hit, we had experts from FEMA from all over the United States on the ground, and I was really proud of their quick response. The first responders in FEMA have all been outstanding in this crisis and should be supported. I have 50 engineers that I've sent out pro bono to help local companies get back on their feet. This includes getting people gasoline and cash, helping them connect to others that can assist with repairs without delays. I won't allow my people to work with the local government. I have a message for Congress. Watch out what relief funds you approve and let our local government handle. Don't let the Puerto Rican government play the victim and fool you. They have no clue what they're doing And I worry that they will mishandle anything that comes their way. They don't need another aircraft carrier. They need experienced people to run a proper disaster command center. Then there's this one that caught my attention from the L.A. Times. At a public housing complex just outside the tourist district in Old San Juan, residents make their way beneath a downed electrical pole to get in the front door. Another broken power pole blocks the road outside, and a third is sprawled next to the parking lot out back. And by the way, the title of this piece, Puerto Rico's debt-plagued power grid was on life support long before the hurricane wiped it out. At Fortaleza, they have light, but not here, said Rosa Rivera, 53, a retired maintenance worker referring to the governor's official residence. (coughs) Rivera was sitting outside in her wheelchair Thursday to avoid the suffocating heat inside and no air conditioning. Angel Perez, who lives nearby in the upscale Condado neighborhood, has called the city repeatedly to find out when the power, out across more than 95% of Puerto Rico since Hurricane Maria hit on September 20, will be restored. No one has come, he said. They don't pick up the phone. Puerto Rico officials say it will likely be four to six months before power is fully restored across the U.S. territory of 3.5 million people. The island's faltering electrical grid, now crippled by the twin blows of Hurricane Maria and Hurricane Irma, already was struggling to keep the lights on after a history of poor maintenance, poorly trained staff, allegations of corruption, and crushing debt. As recently as 2016, the island suffered a three-day island-wide blackout as a result of a fire. A private energy consultant noted that the Puerto Rican Electric Power Authority appears to be running on fumes and desperately requires an infusion of capital, monetary, human, and intellectual, he said, to restore a functional utility. Puerto Ricans in early 2016 were suffering power outages at rates of four to five times higher than average American customers, said the report from the Massachusetts-based Synapse Energy Economics, and then came Maria, And it goes on. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that the United States military, United States relief organizations, FEMA, the federal government, the President of the United States, have all been focused in moving as much equipment, as much food, as much water, as much support as possible into the island of Puerto Rico, American territory. But there have been bottlenecks. There have been distribution problems. There have been competency problems. There have been all sorts of difficulties, one layered on top of the other. As there's been an effort to get as much of these provisions and as much of this support as possible... ...into Puerto Rico. And by the way, as I keep saying, Puerto Rico is an island. So it's not so simple. And yet the attacks on Donald Trump... ...just as the demands for gun control... ...the attacks on the NRA... ...the attacks on Second Amendment supporters... ...are as predictable as night and day. That Trump is a racist. That Trump doesn't want to help Puerto Rico. This is amazing to me. When you consider that Houston, Texas... Is an enormously diverse racial and ethnic community. One of the most diverse in the, in the country. That Donald Trump has apparently specifically told enough people, don't get aid to cities where the minorities are in the majority. Don't give aid to Puerto Rico because there's what? Too many Puerto Ricans on Puerto Rico? The absurdity of this, the outrageous Propaganda and demagoguery is just unbelievable. And the media are leading the charge. Brian Stelter of CNN, a detestable subhuman. Jason Johnson, an MSLSD, a contributor. Melissa Mark Virarito, a city council idiot, a speaker uh, in New York on MSLSD. Representative Emmanuel Cleaver, leftist Missouri MSLSD. Of course, communist Bernie Sanders, CNN. That's our montage. Cut 11. Go. At best, the
8: president's tweets are insensitive today. I I think at worst, Fred, they are a racist dog whistle, uh, a disgraceful reaction to what he's seen on television. Most Americans actually are opposed to this president, and many Americans think he's a racist. He has a race problem.
1: And when he tweets
8: about Puerto Rico saying they, saying that they need a handout, he actually makes
1: his race problem worse. By the way, this guy is like albino. He's like a... uh, He's a doughboy, and he makes these outrageous statements, truly disgusting. Go ahead.
4: This is what white nationalism
6: looks like as policy. We've been talking about this all along. When you have a policy, you have a belief that only white people are true Americans. Puerto Ricans are Americans. Donald Trump doesn't care about that. Therefore, he is attacking people and distracting from the fact that our response there to fellow American citizens has not been adequate.
0: And that is, at essence, what we have here. Someone who does not have empathy, who does not care, who is implementing racist policy. I resent most this suggestion, this dog whistle about uh, people too lazy to help themselves. He didn't use the word lazy, but I know there's a portion of the base that uh, can accept and say... Yeah,
1: all, all the white racists out there, you know, who are looking for uh, uh, our dog whistle. Go ahead. His,
2: his words. Given the president's history on race, yeah, I think we have a right to be... Ah,
1: shut up, you idiot! You slobbering buffoon. Then we have the mayor of San Juan. Mayor San Juan, who is a hack, who is way over her head, who apparently doesn't attend the meetings to coordinate anything that's going on with the feds, with, with Puerto Rico and localities. Maybe she attended one. But she's a Hillary Clinton uh, you know, sycophant, and she's a hack. And so in order to avoid responsibility for her own incompetence, which is on a grand scale, she lashes out in the middle of this natural disaster. Her name is Carmen Yulin Cruz. Cut 12, go.
5: We are dying here. If anybody out there is listening to us, we are dying. And you are killing us with the inefficiency and the bureaucracy. We are going to see something close to a genocide.
1: Absolute whack job. But then again, she's a liberal. Well, Haldaldaldo Rivera actually went down there and he spoke to her and he checked out the situation, uh, for Fox News. Hat tip daily caller, cut 13 go.
9: More houses destroyed, not people killed. The mayor's wrong about that. The the death count was 16 a week ago. It remains 16 today. People are not dying. That does not mean that they have all the supplies they need. That does not mean that this damn power company, this corrupt, inept power company, uh, uh, should not be uh, uh, hounded.
1: All right. Then there's Chuck Schumer on Deface the Nation. Cut 14, go.
9: First of all, the president, instead of uh, tweeting against the mayor of San Juan, who's watching her people die and just made a plea for help, to roll up his sleeves and get to work here. Uh, The bottom line
5: is, at least for the first week...
1: This, This guy is the worst of all snakes. The president and his people have rolled up their sleeves. This is an attack on the United States military. This is an attack on... Americans who are trying to help Americans in the best way they know how. That power grid has been a problem in Puerto Rico for decades. For the reasons that you've just heard. Because the people who've run it in many respects have been absolutely incompetent. They have failed to maintain it properly. People aren't trained properly. And there's an enormous amount of corruption. And it's not just with the power grid. But Schumer will never say that just another opportunity to trash the President of the United States... Brock Long is the FEMA chief, and this guy's been terrific. I mean, think about what FEMA and the, and the other departments and agencies and localities and states have had to deal with. Three massive hurricanes, uh, among other things. And here's what he had to say. Cut 15, Go. The problem that
6: we have with the mayor, unfortunately, is is that unity of command is what is needed to be is 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 ultimately what's needed to be successful in this response. Uh, The bottom line is is we've had a joint field office established for numerous days in San Juan, and what we need is for um, the mayor, the good mayor, to um, make her way to the joint field office and get plugged into what's going on and be successful. So I think that's the uh, the bottom line on that
1: tweet. She won't even help her city. She won't even help the people of her community. And the morons in the Democrat Party and the morons in the media, they buy every bit of her propaganda because they want to. Because they want to. All right. I'll be right back.
0: love, Ben.
1: All you Levinites out there. I mean, I'm not only blessed, America is blessed by you folks. When your fellow citizens are down, you step up, you do the best you can. Many of us are a thousand or more miles away from Las Vegas, from Nevada. And I've asked you if you can just make a small donation. There's enough of us so we can reach the number that the... the, Leadership in Las Vegas has asked for to help the victims and the families. I mean, obviously, they're going to need much more than $2 million, but on GoFundMe, that's what they asked for, at least originally. And I think, let me just hit this one more time. And we're we're very close. We're about $25,000 away. So you have contributed well over $700,000 of that. Uh, during the course of this program, really less than that. And we will hit the two million dollar mark and we will surpass it thanks to you. And look, this isn't gonna bring people back. This isn't gonna fix limbs. It's not gonna, it's not gonna fix damaged brains or anything like that. This will always be a horrific thing that took place. By an animal. Not even an animal. By a barbarian. By a very evil subhuman being. And we can't bring those people back. And families are now missing children, or mothers, or fathers, and so forth. And it has to be an absolute nightmare. I can just hear a daughter calling on a cell phone, or a son calling on a cell phone and saying, Dad, Mom, I'm at the... Uh, I'm at the country concert. there's going to be tens of thousands of us in order to take in the music. Have fun, is what you say, right? Have fun. Only to hear that this mass murder took place. And to wonder if it's your kid who's been murdered or your kid who's been maimed or somebody else's who your kid is friends with, or anybody, for that matter. It's a terrible, terrible thing. It's a horrible thing. Most of us will never really know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back.
0: we show is tomorrow's morning show. You can reach Mark now at 877-381-3811.
1: If you're still getting your news and commentary from the liberal media, can you ask a question, why? If you watch the mainstream media, you're missing out on the most important thing, the truth. I mean, look at them already going on and on about gun control. The other day it was... Trump is a racist, uh, respecting Puerto Rico. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. At CRTV, we're giving you something you won't find anywhere else, a truly honest and conservative perspective. Get a full week of CRTV for free right now. Just try it out. Your life is too busy to sit around watching you know, liberal pablum, waiting to listen to hosts you don't trust, talk about issues you don't care about. Join me on Levin TV, where we're covering the latest. As you know, we'll be talking from the heart about what took place in Las Vegas, we'll talk about, yes, the NFL, talk about Puerto Rico, talk about what's taking place in North Korea and Dhaka, most importantly, how we regain our greatness. We're gearing up for an exciting fall season. We're adding new shows, and you won't want to miss a minute of it. Along with more than 200 episodes a year of Levin TV, with yours truly, You'll get unlimited access to shows from Michelle Malkin, Stephen Crowder, Steve Dace, Matt Kibbe, and a whole lot more. If you're not a subscriber yet, give us a call today. Remember, you get one week free. You can check it out and join the media revolution. Number simple, 844-LEVIN-TV. Again, 844-LEVIN-TV. Check it out. CBS fires vice president who said the Las Vegas victims didn't deserve sympathy because country music fans often are Republican. From Fox. CBS has parted ways with one of the company's top lawyers after she said she is, quote, not even sympathetic, unquote, to victims of the Las Vegas shooting because, quote, country music fans often are Republican, unquote, when discussing the tragic mass shooting that occurred in Las Vegas late Sunday night. The individual who was with us for approximately one year violated the standards of our company and is no longer an employee of CBS. Her views, as expressed on social media, are deeply unacceptable to all of us at CBS. Our hearts go out to the victims in Las Vegas and their families, a CBS spokeswoman told Fox News. Haley Geffman Gold, the network's now former vice president and senior counsel. She was a bigwig took the Facebook book after a gunman opened fire at the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival in Las Vegas. If they wouldn't do anything when children were murdered, I have no hope that Repug's, R-E-P-U-G-S, will ever do the right thing, she wrote in a now-deleted message that was first reported and captured by the Daily Caller. Geffman Gold continued, I'm actually not even sympathetic because country music fans often are Republican gun-toters. So she's, the Fox piece goes on, she's presumably referring to Sandy Hook, which occurred in Newtown, Connecticut back in 2012. Um, now, she did not work directly with the network's news division, and so forth, and who cares? That is very sick, may I say. All right, good news, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we just hit, you just hit the $2 million mark on the GoFundMe uh, for our brothers and sisters in Las Vegas. Money that's to go to the victims and their families. So, after the show, I'm going to still contribute. I hope you will continue to contribute. But we have now reached and surpassed the $2 million mark. And when we started the program, it was a 1.286 million. So I want to thank all the patriots out there, all the Levinites. It didn't take much, just a small contribution from you and, and, uh, and with all of us, it adds up quickly. And it's for an incredibly important cause, isn't it? Alright, let's see here. I'm trying to see, uh, bum, bum, bum. Charlie, Las Vegas, Nevada, the great KDWN. How are you, Charlie?
8: I am fine, Mark. So happy to be able to speak with you. Thank Just you, wanted Charlie. to give you a quick update on the blood drive. We've got people standing in line here in Vegas for 6 to 8 hours waiting to give blood. We've got people that are making appointments out Thursday and Friday to also give blood. I do want to thank you and your
10: listeners for the uh, GoFundMe push. I think that is really, really great of you and your listeners. I think it's awesome to show people that how much
8: Republicans do care about other people and what happens.
1: Well, let me just and, uh, say this. First of all, thank you for what you're doing. And please thank everybody you you come across. I know you do. I don't deserve anything. I'm just pointing out that people can donate and they have and it's my audience that is magnificent. It's the people of Las Vegas who are magnificent. It's the police force in Las Vegas and the uh, emergency personnel and the firefighters and all the people on the front lines who are magnificent. And I must say, as best as I can tell, the politicians in Nevada, in particular Las Vegas, have been very good in terms of their leadership qualities. I mean, I don't know most of them. I've never heard of some of them uh but uh, they they appear you know i'm i'm, I'm a quite a distance but they appear to be really uh as best as they can on top of things but uh, the the sheriff there is is truly exceptional truly exceptional so uh i want to salute you as a citizen of that town and uh, as you know the nation is is praying for all the folks there and is behind all the folks there charlie so thank you and god bless you you take care of yourself. Let's go to Diane, Palm Coast, Florida on the Mark Levin app. How are you?
3: Hi, Mark. I wanna say thank you for um I'm I'm really happy to be talking to you. I can't believe it.
1: Well, there it's, you go. Uh, I
3: wanna I wanna thank you for, for your giving us the truth. Uh not only on your radio program but on Levin TV, which thank I've you. been an original subscriber to and I'm very proud of that fact. Thank you. Um you know, as I look at this situation, what I see here is basically, um, we've become a loveless society. You know, we, the two great commandments, love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. And we see that God has been ruled out of, out of the country, that the family has been devalued, that life has been devalued, not only through abortion, euthanasia, you know, lack of respect for the elderly. But also, you know, people who uh, are expecting the government to provide everything for them, you know, that's uh, that's not having respect for oneself. And I well, think well, you know that what, you know
1: what, there there is a percentage of this society, maybe it's the majority, although I don't think so, who view things that way. But as you look at what took place in Las Vegas, you don't see that. You don't see that when the, uh, when the shooting began with Americans trying to save and protect other Americans. You don't see it, uh, with law enforcement and the first responders and, uh, and the firefighters who all ran to the scene to try and save as many people as they could. And in the case of the cops to try and take out the shooter. You don't see it with our audience here, my audience here. I mean, what? Hour and a half, two hours ago, I, I just happened to look at this GoFundMe because somebody sent me an email and they were at 1.286 million and they said they need 2 million. Said, you know what? We can do that. Well before the end of the show. And we've done that. I think there is a certain percentage of our population, and I happen to be one of them, who agrees with you with respect to the debasing of our culture and the devouring of the civil society by a centralized government. But I also think it's times like this. Forget about the liberals on TV with their gun control arguments and the attacks on Trump over Puerto Rico and so forth. There are millions and millions of us who know the truth, who see the truth, and we're not going anywhere. Diane, thank you for your call. Let us go to Joe, Chicago, Illinois, Sirius Satellite. How are you, Joe?
9: Fine. Very
1: good. All right. Hi, Mark. It's a pleasure. Hello. Thank you.
9: Um, You know, uh, I think there's uh, an unfortunate common denominator here that I see after um, listening to a lot of uh, people, celebrities, um, and their inappropriate behavior, and the media's inappropriate behavior, that uh, have a privileged podium that reaches millions of people. And then uh, um, their uh, rhetoric uh, an inaccurate <clears throat> um, uh, analysis of what's going on. They spread it as if it were uh, factual, and I think what happens is, you know, they, they got to understand that they reach millions of people, and unfortunately we're going to reach some weak minds doing things, you know, speaking, and then you'll have things like this that happen.
1: Well, with- I, I let, me, let me disagree with that. I don't think anybody said anything that caused this, in the least. I think this, I I can't connect that up with anything anybody has said.
9: But I think that the conglomerate of everything, 24-7, 365, and you have CNN saying that Trump is ruining the world and the fear-mongering that goes on, and then, you know, this guy supposedly didn't have a history or a documented history of mental illness. And what could possibly push somebody?
1: All right. Thanks for your call. I'm not into speculation here. I really am not, and I don't want to use the show for that. We have the facts. We'll have the facts. Right now, uh, and maybe that'll come to pass, but right now it's not the case that uh, he was angry at the media or something like that. Maybe, maybe there'll be some writing out there. Maybe they'll find it. I don't know. But why project? Why imply? Why insinuate? There's no need for it. Now, if you're telling me the left media is degrading our society, I agree 100% with that. Because they're part and parcel of the progressive movement, which does that. Um, And many of us get frustrated by it. It can be very depressing. It's very bleak, very dark. And it is constant. If that's the gentleman's point, in that respect, I agree. It is a constant drumbeat of hate, of jealousy, of division, um, and quite frankly, in most cases, anti Americanism. And I know what I mean by Americanism, and you can read about it too. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If the mass murder in Las Vegas, had bought that full automatic weapon legally, it would be listed in the ATF National Firearms Registration and Transfer Record, the NFRTR. Okay? So right now the ATF knows if the automatic weapon that was used by the mass murderer or if he has more than one automatic weapon, if it was bought legally, because they have the records. Obviously, if it was bought illegally, they wouldn't have those records. And obviously, if the mass murderer changed the weapon from semi-automatic to automatic in some fashion, they wouldn't have that record. But if he bought it legally or bought them legally, it's on a records list. The ATF has it. It's called the ATF National Firearms Registration and Transfer Record, NFRTR. And hat tip to my buddy Steve in Herndon, Virginia. All right. Protecting your family is your number one responsibility. Simply Safe Home Security is a great way to do that. You know, years back, Simply Safe's founder was in grad school at Harvard when his friends started getting robbed in Boston. They came to him and they said, we can't buy a security system. They have to be hardwired. We don't own our houses. There's a three-year contract. Home security is extremely expensive. So, what happens? The founder says, you know what? There's got to be a better way. So, invent something for them. He invents Simply Safe. Simply Safe is a totally wireless security system. It's top shelf, complete security with 24-7 alarm monitoring and police dispatch. And with Simply Safe... There are no contracts or hidden fees. You're never locked to the company, and uh, the Simply Safe popularity, by the way, has soared. It certainly soared since since it was invented way back when. They're protecting two million people now, including me. So check out Simply Safe, and you'll get 10% off at simplysafe.mark.com. Simplysafe.mark.com. Or if you want your home protected even sooner, like tonight, you can go to Best Buy, but Go to simplysafemark.com and uh, get your discount. That's 10% off of your home security system. It's simplysafemark.com, simplysafemark.com. All right, let's take a few more calls here. Uh, let's go to Phil on Long Island, the great WABC. Go.
8: Hello,
7: Mark. I want to thank you for everything you to do. Um, thank you, sir.
4: I, I just am very
7: confused. I don't think I how someone could be smart enough to... Uh, Graduate law school, pass the bar, rise to the level that they did in a huge corporation like that, and be stupid enough to express their, their, their rage and their hate for, for people with whose politics they don't understand. I just I don't understand
1: it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they just have contempt, right?
7: Well, clearly, I mean, I you know, I, I understand people having hate and
2: rage in their heart, in their mind, mm-hmm. but I just don't understand someone in the level at the level she was.
7: Be stupid enough to publicly express that rage.
1: It, it is true, though. What, what the hell was she thinking, right? I mean, even if you think that is your point, why would you write it for the whole world to see? Um, that was my. That, Maybe she thought she can get away with it at this point, right? Perhaps she did. Perhaps. All right. Thank you for your call. It is a good question. I don't have an answer. Uh, let's see, Laura, Atlanta, Georgia. The Great W Y A Y. Go.
5: Uh. Um just calling as a Puerto Rican, one of those rare species yes. in the state who is a conservative Puerto Rican, actually. With family and friends in the island and because of business, I've been very informed, trying to stay very informed of everything going on by listening to the local radio from Puerto Rico online and watching every report I can see. So from- what do
1: you make of all this?
5: I make up all this. I just the only point. I mean, I can say many things about what's going on, but it's, I'm amazed at how the media is playing people, and that's a point I wanted to 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 bring up. Over the last week, I've been talking to a lot of people, um, and every time they ask me about Puerto Rico and we start a conversation, all they do is repeat the talking points from CNN, and I'm just amazed. So, having been so informed. On both sides, I, was, I see how, what an influence they're having on, and how they're playing with these puppets.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: I mean, it's just a, a puppet game. It's amazing.
1: All right, my friend, I appreciate it, and thank you for calling. Let's see here. Let us go to Cameron, in Nevada. I wish I could pronounce your town on Sirius Satellite. How do you pronounce that?
2: It's uh, Winnemucca, Mark.
1: Winnemucca. All right, my friend. Go right ahead.
2: Well, I, I'm sure that like a lot of Americans, they have been listening to the news and trying to figure out what's been going on in Las Vegas. And what I've been gathering is that the news is just wildly speculating, having it's dangerous and irresponsible. And even on Fox News today, I heard uh, one of their personalities talking about how law enforcement had uh, – noted the calibers of the weapons found between the two hundred twenty three caliber and three oh eight. And this personality's immediate conclusion was that the shooter had modified his weapons to those calibers to create maximum damage, is the little catchphrase that they're throwing around. And anyone who knows anything about these weapons knows that those are standard calibers that those weapons are produced in. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just think the media is off its rocker and sowing confusion and mass hysteria for ratings, and that's disgusting.
1: All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. Well, there's tomorrow, and we'll work through more of this together. I know we will. I want to thank you for supporting the people of Las Vegas through the GoFundMe account. You can continue. I will be doing it after the program. We salute all you police heroes and firefighters and emergency personnel and, of course, our military. Thank you very much. God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow.